In that moment, I hated myself so viscerally that I believed my son and the world would be a better place without me. And so I picked up the bottle again and I kept on drinking. Hey there, welcome to episode one of the Heroic Mama Revolution podcast. My name is Claire, and when I thought of starting a podcast, I never thought that I would start with sharing that moment of my life. But I think that it's important to really honor that a hero's journey isn't about the glory at the end. That we live in this culture that showcases and idolizes a hero in their ultimate moment of glory, when they are victorious and radiant in their triumph. But rarely do we get to see the journey that brought them to that moment. And we compare our beginnings to that hero's ultimate end, and we say, I, I can't be a hero. I, I don't have that in me. And the truth is, is that none of us do, unless, unless we make the decision to go on that journey of self-discovery and transformation and we become a version of ourselves that has that strength and courage and bravery and emotional maturity and what I hope by sharing my story of where I began and where the birth of the inspiration for a heroic mama began is for each of us to know that that potential lies within all of us. It's simply a decision that we need to make. So today I wanted to share a bit of the journey that brought me here to this moment, to the launch of a heroic mama revolution. You see, over the years, I didn't really think that I had a problem. I grew up in a family where drinking was normalized and as a young adult created a social circle within which the amount and the frequency of my drinking was normalized as well. The fact that drinking every single day of the week wasn't considered to be a problem, but it was simply, I was a fun human being, enjoying my life. And over the years, not only did the frequency increase, but also the quantity. And it seemed like others were able to continue to show up for work, even if they were hungover or continue to function and do what they needed to do, whereas I began to struggle. I began to struggle finishing 
showing up for commitments, completing tasks. And that pattern really just continued for years. I never challenged it, I didn't really question it, it just became a part of who I was. And then one day I found out I was pregnant. And that completely changed my world. I knew drinking during pregnancy was a no-no, so I stayed dry during my pregnancy. And for the first few months after, I became a mom. But what no one really told me about motherhood was, yes, it is beautiful. Yes, it is amazing and incredible. And it is a gift. But it's also hard. And if you have unhealed trauma, unrecognized or otherwise, motherhood is that much more difficult. When I became a mom, I didn't have a support system and I didn't know how to ask for help. My home and my mind became prisons within which I was trapped. I spiraled in postpartum depression postpartum anxiety, to the point of being also diagnosed with PTSD as well. And I can remember the moment with such bone-deep clarity of the moment when my son was five months old and I returned home for a good friend's baby shower. And I had my first glass of wine in a year and a half. And that first sip was like a little release valve on all of the pressure that had been building up in my system over that time. It felt like for the first time in ages, I could take a deep breath. And with each sip of wine, it was a big exhale. From that moment, over the next six months, next six months, I began a downward spiral. I would try and only have like one glass every few days to make a bottle stretch a week. And then it would be, I needed two bottles a week. And suddenly I was back to drinking three glasses of wine a night. The numbness was alluring. The ability to have a break and escape from my reality without having to actually leave my home, which I felt incapable of doing with a young child, allowed me a break. It created a buffer between me and the world that I felt was too overwhelming to handle. And the more that the world hurt, the more I was sensitive to its demands and timelines, the noise and sounds of having a young baby at home, the more buffer I needed.
there became a great disconnect between how I showed up out of the world and what was happening internally in my mind and my soul. I could take a shower and put on fresh makeup, get dressed up and take my son to mom's groups and plaster a smile on my face. Say, of course, of course I love being a mom. Of course I love being home with him all the day. What a gift for me to be able to be home all day with my son. And I would gently laugh and I would smile and I would nod as all the other moms around the group shared what they loved about being a mom and how great it was and how it fulfilled them. And then I would go home and I would close my door and I would set my son down to play in his play area and I would pour myself a glass of wine. Because inside of me the truth was that I was struggling. I felt lost. I felt confused. I felt overwhelmed. I felt alone. I loved my son, but there was still a feeling that there was some deep part of me missing. Ultimately, I spiraled in my drinking to that moment that I shared at the beginning. Where one night I started to drink like the other nights. But I didn't stop. There came a moment that I felt was a tipping point. Where I could stop. I could stop and sober up enough by the time my husband got home that he might not realize how much I'd had to drink. Or I could keep drinking, stay numb, don't feel the pain anymore. As I sat there in that room with my son and I looked over at him, I thought, he deserves more. He deserves better than a mom who drinks, who can't handle this. A mom who's just a college dropout. Look how much I'm holding him back. If I wasn't here, his life would be better. Everyone's life would be better if I wasn't here. It's hard to look back and reflect on that time because as much as it feels so long, so long ago, so distant from where I am today, I can still feel how much I believed those thoughts, how true they were for me in that moment, how the pull and allure of them 
seemed inevitable. At that tipping point, I didn't choose to stop. I chose to believe those thoughts. I kept drinking. And I kept drinking. There's a part of me that knows that I drank enough that night that I could have killed myself. But for some reason, I didn't die. As much as in the midst of that, that turmoil and that pain, I wanted to. I didn't believe that I was capable of handling the pain that was going to come. When I woke up the next morning, something had shifted. Perhaps the fact that I didn't die, that I woke up, seemed like a sign that there was a reason. And so I chose to fight. That morning I got myself cleaned up and I walked into my first AA meeting. My son sat on my lap. As I said for the first time, my name is Claire and I am an alcoholic. There's a part of me that lives in judgment. How good? I let that be one of my son's memories. But then I choose to write a different story. And say how great it is that my son got to see his mom fight. To see her struggle, to see her make a commitment. and fight for life. What made my journey to sobriety unique was that one week after I sat in that AA meeting, I began a life coach program. And it was a program that's built around the framework and the inspiration of the hero's journey. And our very first lesson was, who is a hero? And we began to write a story where we saw ourselves as the hero of our stories. That first week in class, the mantra that I made for myself was, I am a heroic mama, becoming all I can be. I would wake up every morning and put a hand over my heart and say, 
that mantra. I am a heroic mama becoming all I can be. And after a year of saying that and showing up and fighting for my life and for my family, I began to believe. I began to believe that I was not becoming the hero of my story, that I was. In the framework of the hero's journey, there's a moment where it says the hero enters the innermost cave. And in that cave is their greatest dragons. When they face that dragon and they slay their demons, they return to the world with the boon the gift they learn. And the gift that I learned on this journey was that everything that I needed was within me. The potential to be the hero was always there. And that I, if I could give a gift to any other mother out there, is to hold that belief for her as well until she can see it for herself. The Heroic Mama Revolution is an invitation. It's an invitation to the greatest journey of our lives. To create a life where we don't feel the need to escape, whether that's through food or alcohol or drugs or distractions. To honor and recognize that to come fully alive, we will be challenged. We will be pushed beyond our boundaries, out of our comfort zones. And that this isn't wrong. It's not too much. We are not incapable of handling. In fact, I think that when we challenge ourselves, we realize just how much of ourselves we have yet to know, the depths to which we have yet to explore of our own selves. And the greatest gift that we can give each other is to hold this space and to do this work together. To come together in community, in sacred sisterhood. In celebration of our uniqueness. In acknowledgement of our gifts and talents and abilities. I believe that sober moms our superheroes.
And that is the story of where a heroic mama was born. There is, of course, so much more to share. Everyone's story is full of beautiful complexity and myriad of nuances. But we must begin somewhere. This podcast is as much about me sharing my story as it is about us coming together in community to share our strength and resources, our lessons and wisdoms, our mistakes and our less than beautiful moments. I'm grateful that you are here. I'm grateful for this opportunity to connect. And I'm grateful for you for showing up and beginning to write your own story.